Welcome everyone to Beauty and Business. This is our last issue actually for 2016, which is extraordinary to me. I can't believe it. And we will be putting out our next issue in 2017 uh, in January. So hang in for that. It's going to be a fantastic year. I'm here with Toby and hi, Toby. Hi, everyone. It's good to have you again. And uh, today is, um, I really want to wrap up the year by speaking about um, some really important topics and and I really want to become transparent with our rebranding for our, um, our audience and really you had such a you played such a huge part in that as far as the the design of the logo was concerned even the true brow like the true brow was your um, your you know your thought and uh, your creation almost in a way like the actual name and I would love to to really hear from you um, more about how you worked to develop out the logo. What was what were the underpinning, the most foundational principles that you used when you worked on that? Um, I also want to include our adding to our resources. We've added to our resources in a huge way at uh, Brow Secrets International, Once Brow Artists International. And you know how I really want to share with the girls how we how we made these decisions and how we moved in that because I know it's always really really helpful to them when uh, when we can share these things because they can then incorporate it into their own in, into their own lives and into their own businesses. So let's start with the the logo. Like everyone has loved not only the logo actually the name of the new the the True Brow system and the True Brow collection. But we've had so many emails, we've had so many messages from around the world of how much people are loving the new logo. Can you tell us a little bit about how you even went about selecting the graphic designer? What was important to you when you were looking for someone? And how were you working with them to come up with this extraordinary just, you know, result at the end, um, at the end of it all? Well, that's a lot to cover. Um... I think that um, the first thing for me was to look and find a designer who had existing designs that were in alignment uh, and, and had some of the characteristics of what we were looking for to represent our brand. Um, in terms of the, the name True Brow, uh, I mean we had a whole long list, there's generally I've, I've found in the past when, when looking at creating brands and looking at names specifically, whether it's naming a business, whether it's naming a product, um, there's two things that are quite difficult that need to meet up. One is that you need to find the name, but two, you're actually quite restricted in you, you're only able to, you've only uh, have available to you names that are not already taken. And because of the vast amount of um, of businesses and brands and things internationally, that can be a restriction in itself. I you, do. You can find that, yeah. 20 fantastic names that you ab absolutely love and they can all be taken. So, so it's a matter of matching up those, those two things. What's, 
actually not in use with the message and meaning as to what you're portraying in the marketplace and what you're carrying through. I, I want to just bring something, um, my perspective on that. The, the the most amazing thing is that, I, you know, I mean, I was there with you the entire time when we were exploring new names and, uh, and, uh, and the reasoning, of course, behind that was differentiation for our girls, really, and for every one of our brand ambassadors, we really wanted to differentiate them. But what was extraordinary for me is that even though there are names that are taken and you might think about them, when the true brow actually dropped into that meeting that we were having, like with all of our, like it was just this really huge meeting and, and all of a sudden you came in and you dropped that 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 name into the centre of the boardroom, it was kind of like... It was just magical for me because initially I kind of had this one tiny little thought of, oh, is that right? And then all of a sudden it was just like, I just thought, this is unbelievable. Like it was so perfect because what we actually do is so authentic. It's so true. It's, you know, it's natural brow restoration and design and the principles we use for design are so true, so rich in, you know, where they actually come from and how we teach them. That for me, it was kind of like after it sort of ran through a couple of filters in my mind, I was just in love with it. And, um, and it felt like it has been our name forever and that you just somehow just popped it out of the, out of the sky and just landed it right in the middle of the boardroom and it was just... We just fell in love with it, didn't we, really? It was just yeah. beautiful. I think that, I'll just add, there's two other characteristics that, that I think go towards or went towards it for me for to sort of come to that name. One was the amount of syllables that something has. I, I find that to be quite important. So uh, Brow Artists International um, is, and or we had the the natural brow restoration and design system, if you think about the number of syllables compared to true brow, um, the true brow system, the term true brow having two syllables um, is nicer. It's much, the shorter you can make that, um, the fewer syllables you're able to have while maintaining the the meaning and the potency of the communication of the of the brand, that to me is important. That's one thing. The second thing is how adaptable and flexible is that name in portraying the range of um, products and services and branding that you want to portray in the marketplace. Uh, and, and that also formed a nice fit because not only is it the True Brow system, but we have True Brow specialists. We've got the True Brow collection of, of products. So um, it's quite adaptable as well. But it, it really, I really love when you say that it had the, you speak about the meaning, it had such extraordinary meaning. And that's what I guess I was saying previously, just before, it, it really just was so relevant. And, uh, and it was just such a beautiful fit. So, you know, I love the way, Toby, you think about things. We think about things very differently because we're so different. You know, you're very much more analytical and I'm just different to that. And the beauty of it is that, the, you know, one of the things I really love about you actually is that not only are you very analytical, but you're also actually quite a visionary. You have that real, that part of you that, and that's where I think the logo, the design of the logo came in, very creative. And uh, and it's just such a, a beautiful combination that really supports uh, our company. And I, I really want to just say that I really just appreciate so much having you to work with and to, to create, you know, this beautiful company with you. It's just fantastic. I want to take you back 
Oh, sorry, go ahead. You were going to say something? I was just going to say, I appreciate you too, and I think everyone else does also. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. And I wanted to speak about the logo. You did say something, because, you know, I'm contacted by girls a lot uh, when they're considering their logo. And it's like, you know, what do I do? I want a logo. We see some logos, and sometimes every now and again I'll even contact uh, one of our brand ambassadors and offer them, you know, my thoughts if, if, you know, they're open to it and so on. Because I think a logo is really, really important. And a lot of the time um, we... Uh, and let's not even go into names. We spoke about that uh, last week, but that's really important too. I mean, we could talk about this all day. But a logo, why do you think... I mean, when you when you started looking for a designer, um, you said that you were looking for someone that was aligned. Um, but you did say something else, and I'm trying to remember what it was. There was something else that was important to you when you were looking for that person to help create this uh, the logo for us. Is it almost like you have like a value system of your own that that um, is is that what you actually meant? Well, I think I think I think what what I was looking for in in uh, building out the branding. There's several parts to it, uh, and this is just particular to our brand and our business. It doesn't necessarily cascade into different industries and different businesses, but there was something about having a. Um, uh, uh, qualities of of the branding that was not only um, minimalistic, um, so it's a very minimal design. Um, uh, there's not a lot in it, um, but also some something that was very elegant and classy, but also had some level of um, I'm not sure how to put it into words. It's very it's very intuitive. It's hard to actually describe in words. It's like a um, an older, um, more ancient sort of quality to it, combined with a modern. So it was like this very, very old, but but very modern sort of yeah. thing. Yeah, um, you know, yeah. Com- com- combining of those two elements. So as part of that, when designing a logo, um, you see a lot of logos that there's a whole range of things you can do with with a logo. You can you can add three dimensional characteristics to it. You can add um, drop shadows. You can add gradients um, in the colouring of them. You can um, you can do a whole range of things to make a logo look beautiful. So the first point for me was having none of those things, not having any three dimensional characteristics, not having any even colour involved. So it was okay. We've we've got black on on white. That's the first step. If we can get something to the stage where it looks really beautiful and we're happy with that, then the scope and capacity for future um, adaptations of that logo for different uses is, is infinite because you've got this very solid foundation. And you see a lot, there's a lot of areas um, or a lot of logos that you see designed which have which start out with all of these different gradients and patternings and all these things um, right from the beginning so so for me and again this is just a personal thing to pull all of that out so you can't rely on all of those graphic design elements to have your logo look good you start off with something that is just black on white or white on black um, and and you get that to a stage where it looks a certain way once you put gold or silver gradients or you start to add different dimensions and in the future you know 
there's a lot of different applications as to how logos can be used and so on and that and then only once you've got that that sort of black and white silhouette um, style that you want only then do you start adding on these other these other things that I, I believe if you start with those uh, if uh, if you start out using those it can almost form a distraction and you end up with things that can look nice but they look nice because of the frills that they've got rather than the the um, the, the core core sort of uh, des design of it itself if that makes sense yeah, it does. another thing I'll just add because it just comes to mind I don't want to leave it out is that um, being pedantic and being meticulous, it's almost like brow design, right? If you miss a hair and you think, oh, that's okay, that's good enough, well, that can affect your design work. It's, it's the same thing. And we had in, in, in working with the designer that I selected, um, it wasn't like we just passed it across and got back designs and that was it. Like we looked at the kerning and tracking of the text, which is the, all of the, the, uh, the detailed analysis of the spacing between all of the letters. Um, and how the shapes of different letters um, mean that having a uniform spacing in between letters isn't, doesn't necessarily give the most visually balanced approach. You may look at, at the logo, for example, and say, oh, this is just, it's just plain text. But there's a lot more, there's a lot more to it and a lot sort of uh, more behind that. Were we going to use serif or sans serif font families. So all, all of these decisions were very, very consciously stepped through, very meticulously done and um, in a way nothing for me was left to chance. So, um, and, and at the end of the day it's just personal perspective on whether someone likes a particular design style or not, but we've gone with I guess the design style that we like and the the flavor of what we feel our brand offers and that extends them through into the same qualities of what the the actual Truebrow system of eyebrow design um, carries through and the sort of messaging that we want to give to the end consumer marketplace so that's all of our brand ambassadors clients all of our, the salons end users um, we've, we've really tried to build a cohesion through that and I think that um, I just I'm just enjoying listening to you explain all of that because you know I was at the other end of just watching you work uh, with our graphic designer and uh, I, I'm just it just really blew my mind like I knew I could really leave it to you I knew I could depend on you because of that meticulous your meticulous nature and everything that you're saying to me is just um, you know I just know how how detailed you are and how important this was to you because of what you just said because really your logo is reflecting a message it's, it's got meaning that is streaming through it and it isn't just something that looks pretty it isn't just something that you put together because you like the look of it it actually has a stream of meaning that is moving through that is resonates with the end user like ultimately it's saying something and and i think that what i'm hearing you say is um that what we're saying and and really what was developed ultimately and you always asked me and I always gave you my thoughts and you know on, on it and so in a way we did work together to some extent but ultimately I really did hand this over to you because I just know how incredible you are at, at this type of thing um, 
you know, really has done that for us because one of the words that really has come back over and over and over, well, two words, is classical, like classic and elegant. And, you know, those two words, um, and then, of course, we had sophisticated and all the other words, but really that that's the representation of our entire brands, the marketplace. You know, they're the type of, that's what the True Brow system and the True Brow collection create is elegant, elegant classical, sophisticated brows. Feminine, you know, it's for the woman, it's for a woman that wants to be the most beautiful uh, you know, part of herself, like to reflect that out into the world. So, you know, it really has, we're sort of like that, the logo really does mean so much and it's not just about it being pretty. Um, and so first I think then what we're saying is that if you're about to design a new logo, you're stepping into a new business or even re rebranding, you know, people do that all the time, really consider what's the meaning that you want the end user to really experience when they see your logo um, you know it's not it's not about really again even about you it's really about the message and the meaning that that logo is um, is is extending and then as it lands in them they know so much about what your business is about just through your logo and isn't that just amazing it's really beautiful absolutely and and also i'd add that that for us we haven't even this is just the the beginning of the branding i mean all all we've done is we've 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 got out our initial initial branding but there's there's so much more more scope in that um another thing is that um I'd just like to give you know credit to a designer who continuously would I would ask for things and say what about if we did this and he would come back and 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 continue to just pull back to less is more less is more less is more and I think that that it's almost like in a way um, I've spoken to writers professional writers and they've uh, spoken about writing um, children's stories. And they've said often a, a story for a young three-year-old can be some of the most difficult stories to write because you, you have to bring it down to less and less and less, but you have to be able to still convey a, a meaningful story. Writing and writing and writing and having more and more and more content and having lots of chapters and descriptive things of certain scenes and atmospheres and um, talking about what one character is saying to another. There's so much scope for that. But then when you really have to pull it back and pull it back and actually write like a, um, a children's story, it needs to be so bare and every single word, it's almost, it reminds me of writing a headline that goes on a billboard from a world-class marketing copywriter. Sometimes if you look at the, the, uh, the money that is spent on headlines or uh, billboard advertising by um, uh, companies in the alcohol industry, um, some, sometimes you're looking at you know, potentially millions of dollars per word that's written. You know, you've, got, you've got such limited space and they may only want five words on this billboard that are going to try and affect the psychology of people seeing the ad and actually influence them to become favourable toward the product and when they're in a liquor store they can go and, and make that purchase. 
um, having pulling back and not having much to work with, it draws out more resources. It takes more effort to actually get to that. Um, so so often less is more, and I think that that extends as well to the to the the eyebrow side of things. Like knowing when what to leave is just as important as knowing what to take out, which has to take out at the same time. Yeah, it's so true. And I I think what I'm hearing and and what um, I just want to just um, clear this up with you and tell me if if you agree with me. Um, I have a lot of contact, as you know, and I share this often with so many women around the world that are in the beauty industry, more than anyone actually ever really knows. You know, there's so much that happens on the back end of what we do. Girls that are either actually in our our brow family and ones that aren't that come to me. And, you know, it's, it's my joy and my reward to really be of help to as many women in the world that I can. I mean, you know my love for for women and uh, and really seeing them um, moving in their empowerment and uh, in really beautiful, clear thinking and being able to to develop and to grow and and thus grow their own businesses and and fulfil their their wildest potential. Really, um, so in that, there's so much that I am uh, involved in and 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 I connect with many of them and one of the things that I feel that um, I'm hearing from what you're saying is that when we want things to be really quick we want them now and uh, we we tend to not really consider we make our logo even our business name all about us and we forget that really what what we're in business for is to actually convey meaning to an audience that is already in their mind um, having a thought process, they're actually looking for the message that we're conveying. They're looking for us. But it's through the slowing down um, and really considering first what is that message that we're extending. And, uh, you know, so that those, those women out there and men that actually are already thinking about that, they've already got that going on in their mind, how do we slow down and what is that message? How do we get that first before we step in and start creating a logo, a business name, um, mark a marketing message that is all about us? Even the way we deck out our studios and our salons is all about us because it's almost like a, in a way, there's a difference between stepping into your business and actually thinking about it as a business um, or thinking about it as just sort of a creative endeavor and how much fun we're having, like getting to create our room and put, you know, a little plant here and a little something here. It's almost like what I'm hearing, and maybe I'm not explaining it well enough, but I guess what I'm what I'm saying is I see a lot of girls that rush. They're rushing. They're so excited, and it's so beautiful. It's like a little girl so excited to actually finally be able to create something for herself, but they're not really thinking um, about it from the perspective of a business and, and from the perspective of a business you have to know who you're looking to reach you have to know what is it that they're looking for and is you know like you've got to then almost like create those steps and slow down and to do that you need to slow down is, is that making sense can you can you sort of it help is. me to to sort of explain that a little bit differently from well let me share something that that kind of relates uh, I remember years ago hearing a an interview with um, the founder of Philips Pub- Publishing. Um, I think they may have changed their name now, but but that's what it was. And this man had grown a business from uh, I think it was a few thousand dollars 
from a home business to $300 million, um, which is a significant size business. It's incredible. And I remember when he was asked, what, what word of advice would you give to, um, to someone in business wanting to grow their business? And his response was that, um, this is going to sound strange, he said, but um, I would say one of the things is um, grow slowly, slow down your growth. Um, and you think about that from someone who's gone from a few thousand dollars to 300 million. I mean, it was over, uh, I think maybe an 18 year period or something like that. It wasn't overnight, but there's specific reason why he would give that as a top piece of advice. And I think that what you're talking about is, is part of that, is that any time that we um, try and shortcut something, someone else, uh, it may be a prospect or client, is going to have to take the burden for that. Whereas when you don't do that and you follow through and actually don't shortcut and, and do it as best as you can, then that makes it, um, that takes the burden off everyone that's coming into contact with your business. And that's just an, uh, a constant process. Like for example, if I've got a salon and, and I rush um, setting up my booking appointment booking system because I just want to get out there and want to get moving and everything and as a consequence um, uh, perhaps my clients don't receive reminder SMSs or, or something like that well then someone else is paying the cost for you not taking the care to actually get that done so when you actually work out work on and take a microscope to your business and start to build out these areas bit by bit you take burden off everyone not only um, your prospects and clients but also your suppliers your team members your staff members um, and and yourself because you start to build out the systems that start to be able to um, make everything easier and you never you never get there it's not a point that you ever arrive at because business is dynamic things fall over life happens but um, as a focus I think it's I think it's a worthy cause and so so that we can wrap up 2016 is there any I'm going to put you on the spot and I'm sorry I think you'll do fine though is there any words that you you could think of like even maybe one or two or three words that you would describe for you what 2016 has been um, as far as our company, because I know we've added so many more resources as in, um, from the perspective of people as well to our company, which has been really exciting for us and that they've been huge decisions. So our team has grown so, so much. Um, we've, we've just done so much and, uh, and rebranded. I mean, you know, that's enormous. So is there any word, key words that, that stand out for you to describe this year? Um. Well, one that comes to mind is transformation. I mean, that's essentially a large part of what's happened internally and externally for our business is that it has, um, it's, it's, uh, we've consciously transformed it. And that's, that's part of that. It's, it's almost like a whole rebirth is, is occurring word. and it's like yeah. launching into 2017 in um, with a completely new and our internally our whole mindset and strategy and our vision for the business has been re-engineered um, with our new team members and everything to to sort of as a launching pad for 2017 so um, yeah that's that's what I would say how about you 
I think for me, you know, that's beautiful, Toby, because I think you might have stole my words. No, I'm kidding. I think for me it's like, I don't know, I have a statement. Like it's almost like everything we ever imagined uh, that could be possible has, has actually happened. So what would be a word to describe that? It's almost like a bit dreamy for me. It's almost like I'm like in this sort of like space of just, you know, like shaking my head going just like wow you know it's like a real wow it's been such a wow year for us it's it's really we've realigned we've had like a lot of realignment and um, a lot of internal inner internal growth for me it's just been extraordinary and and I, I want to just say one thing from my perspective a little piece of a little tip or a little bit of advice for our audience is now that you've got this time after Christmas and New Year possibly and you're going to take a little bit of downtime I know if you're anything like I used to be it's going to be really hard to stop thinking about your business and and you know what are you going to do in 2017 and it's going to be your year and whatever and I really would love to offer you a, a new platform like really take on board what we spoke about today and maybe really slow it down really like go go back down to the very very foundation of even your thinking and your perspective around your business and and take take time to really rather than moving forward really fast and trying to do more 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 really step back and even if it's just taking time to to look at your vision and what is your desire like that's a really beautiful thing what's your calling in your business and for your business but slow down like maybe take this time to pull everything back and and uh, instead of just like you know rolling forward and then having to pull back and rolling forward and pulling back and just really pull pull it in and and um and take a look what would you suggest toby do you think that that's something that the girls could try which may be a little bit different for them yeah um I mean, a big, a, bi a big learning for me in the past several years has has just been in not relating to um, difficulty, um, because because business is 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 continuously has different levels of difficulty, and it's almost like looking out, standing on the edge of the ocean and looking out at an island. Um, way out there and that's where you're going to and, and you step into the water and you start heading toward it and the currents are just moving uh, in all these different ways and just and just not not having any concern ab about what the currents are doing just 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 dealing with things day to day and just slowly just every day just just walking just in that direction it reminds me of a quote that um, I once heard, which was that um, if a if an ant knew to cross cross the city, it wouldn't stop. And that's really at the heart of of just doing what you know in business. You just you're constantly just openly and heartfully just moving toward that and dealing with everything. And if you're taken in the other direction, that's fine. You don't fight that. You're not in an internal struggle. You just, you know your direction and, and you're constantly realigning and just gauging toward that, toward that, toward that. And it's a beautiful evolution personally, just as a person, it's a maturing process. It's a strengthening, it's a learning. Um, and that's the real value of business 
for me, you know, that's of more value than actually the success of the business itself. It's that constantly growing up and growing up and becoming more mature as a as an adult and actually moving in a way where you're bringing more integrity. You you you're bringing more honesty not only to the business but you know to your own self and you're learning and learning and learning and doing that i love that and i and i think that that really in a way anant has got very little legs hasn't it <laughs> 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 i'm just imagining a little ant just and i think that in a way it's it's almost like again the same thing pulling it pulling back and 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 continuing on not feeling that if you slow down and really look at things in little pieces that it means that you're not going to move forward. You're not, you know, you're not just stumbling forward. You're, you're, you're consciously, deliberately looking at your business in a way that a little, you know, ant just like slowly walks and going through all the traffic and everything, trying not to get stomped on or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but really, if you think about a little ant going through the city, there's a lot of like danger right, for the little ant. But you know, just just slowing down and, and 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 taking care and taking you know everything has meaning, everything, every step, every step, every step. I love what we've spoken about today. And How beautiful! Sorry, I'll just add, and not being concerned with what you are wishing to be true or what you're wanting to be true, but just actually dealing with the current circumstances and what the actual case is in the marketplace in your business whatever the circumstances are so then in your mind you're actually facing you're actually standing up and and really facing issues as they present themselves and you're meaningfully giving them time and dealing with them rather than sort of uh, being in a state of avoidance and trying to flow forward but you're not really accepting reality as it is while you're working that's like that is like a completely new you know issue and I, I almost want to do that as soon as we actually come back but I want to say one thing about that for women that's a huge topic I because think for everyone it's a huge topic okay probably but let's just go back to our audience if you really think about that it's like we have these dreams and we think that if we follow our dreams that's going to get us there and the dream is beautiful because that's it's almost like your desire what you actually really want the beautiful part of that is actually being uh, real and being honest in it and i absolutely love that so if we're going to leave everyone this year with that as a thought for them to just reflect upon i think it's just perfect thank you for sharing this time with me we want to wish everyone a very very merry christmas and a safe and happy new year. We will be taking a break. Uh, we will be slowing down in um, complete, actually stopping, aren't we? Uh, today is our last day. And we will be back January the 9th. We look forward to some extremely exciting things uh, for Browse Secrets International in 2017. And uh, we look forward to connecting with you again. Toby, thank you for an extraordinary year as a business partner and as my husband. Um, I couldn't wish for anything more wonderful. And um, I think you might want to wish the girls a Merry Christmas too. Merry Christmas to everyone. <laughs> yes, safe holidays, everyone. So. Take care. Bye.